0: I look at each of you, and I see the marks of this long and terrible
1: war. If we die tonight, mankind dies with us.
0: The machine sent a Terminator back to the time before the war to kill my mother, Sarah Connor. Sir. Sir. Let me save her. What you're doing right now, this is the end of the war. I to the world, but I don't know time you're going back to, her, she was scared and weak. Take care of her for me, Kyle. john sent me here to save you from the terminator that was sent back to kill me i know but
1: we already took care of him we have been waiting for you the time john sent you to it no longer exists everything's changed Can stop Judgment
0: Day from happening. Run! Where is he?
1: I'll be back. What? Now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Hello everybody and welcome to Is It Yours? The movie review program in which we ask ourselves, is it yours? Today we're here to look at the most recent entry to the Terminator franchise, Terminator Genesis. And joining me to review this, I can't think of anyone more appropriate than my podcast partner in crime, Dr. Bill Robinson. Genesis? Oh, sorry. <laughs> that is not the voice I expected to hear out of you right now. See,
0: i got to keep you guessing. You thought I was going to do Arnold, but I did the, the, the goofy fish lion
1: fish face guy.
0: Oh, somehow, trick
1: three. If, if somehow we get through this show without you doing Arnold, I will be shocked. Oh, oh. <laughs> just a matter of time. Even, even if you make a conscious effort to not do it, which I'm not asking you to do, you will forget yourself and do it at some point. But you told me to. Oh, see, I already got, blew it. Get it right out of the way. Now now it's all the rest are free. (laughs) So I I don't want to talk too much about Terminator, Terminator 2, and Terminator 3, or for that matter, Terminator Terminator Salvation, uh, because we are likely to do episodes on those shows down the road. Well, we are going to have to somewhat reference the first one referencing it is fine to the point where it's it's, uh crosses over with this one but as far as just in the beginning as far as experiences with the first one i think i want to save that because at some point i'm sure you and i are going to do the first one Mm -hmm. so i'd I'd rather save you know when you saw the first one what you thought of it all that stuff till later which we kind of jumped to this one because we had both discovered
0: that uh well i had just recently watched this this past weekend and this one this is
1: very fresh in my mind yeah I, I put this on this evening again, so just to, to refresh it in my mind. And let uh, let me, let me uh, we'll just start right out. I saw this in the theater. I saw it in one of the uh, the plush Recliner seat theaters. I Ooh. think I think it opened on Friday and I saw it on Saturday. and it opened to lukewarm reviews and we'll touch on those in a moment. Uh, but it was you know it was a Terminator movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, so I was going to see it no matter what the reviews said and i walked away happily surprised that i enjoyed it how did how did you first see this this weekend <laughs> oh really you had you only just saw it okay. I, only I thought just saw it was maybe a repeat viewing.
0: no no this was my first viewing just i'm sure you you can i well i don't want to say bear with me or under, i'm sure you can understand that having multiple children and you decide you want to see a movie they want to see the movie too so I've had to kind of pick and choose what movies I want to see. Um, so uh, – and I think my my daughter was still here before – she hadn't gone off to college yet. So if I had to say, hey, I want to go see – the, I want to see you too. I want to see it too. I want to see it. So it would have cost me, you know, four times Woo-hoo what it would have cost. Just, yeah, just to sell. I was kind of like, no. I was picking and choosing which movies I wanted to see. And with Star Wars coming up last year, I you know – I, I knew they were all going to want to go see that, so
1: I I skipped it, and I, I think I would have liked to have seen this in the theater. I, th- I think the theater experience was good for this one. I think the special effects, while not overwhelming, I think they were pretty solid, and I think the big screen helps that. Um, I saw it on a weekend when my kids were with their mom, so mm. they, they weren't there for me to see it with them. And not so much my daughter, but my son was kind of annoyed at me that I saw it without him. hmm yeah, see Ben. Ben would have probably definitely wanted to see this. The girls, yeah, maybe.
0: But so I was just like, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just gonna skip it. And but uh, so this past weekend, I watched it in the comfort of my own living room, relaxing with the dog and the cat. Okay. Because oh. I finally have a nice, ni- a nice TV to watch it on too. What
1: What are you watching on nowadays?
0: I was able. Uh, we picked up a a fifty inch Samsung. Oh, nice HD. I assume. Yeah. Yeah. It's 10. I think it's 1080. Cool. It was, it was, you know, it's, it's a lower end TV, but for what we had, it was, it was a big step up because we had a, uh, like a 40 inch, um, tube, which the screen had shrunk so much. It was probably like a 36 inch tube.
1: I don't know. You know, I I'm far from an expert on the subject, but I don't know how much lower end you get nowadays if it's an HD TV. I think oh, I don't as far as far as the, the more inexpensive ones, I think oh. you have fewer bells and whistles on them. But well, as far as the picture quality, if it's 1080p, I think usually oh, yeah, yeah, it all looks similar yeah. to me.
0: Well, I mean, there's there's those crazy – I mean, I got this. It was a super deal at H.H. H. Gregg. I am now the H.H. H. Gregg um, I was. I've been waiting and looking for a TV, and this one, I went in, and I was like, yeah, I want to get a 50-inch – um, And they're like, well, we have this one on sale. It's a Samsung, it's 1080. And the salesperson goes, but we have this, the Samsung 50 inch 1080 with Smart Hub with the Smart TV is the same price. And I and I looked at the person and I'm like, you know, I I had to look like what? <laughs> like so I could get the TV without Smart TV or I could get the TV with Smart TV. For the same price. Hmm. And I'm like, you're sure, right? (laughs) They're like, oh, yeah. Do you have any of those? And she went and found one. I'm like, I'll take this one. (laughs) I'm still waiting for the, like, oh, it's actually $100 more. And, you know, it's like, I'm going to run out of the store with my TV (laughs) while I can. Because you're giving me this. Okay. So, yeah. And it was, I think I only paid, like, just under $500 for it.
1: Nice, nice deal. Yeah, you, you, you know my house. You know, you can't walk ten feet without hitting into a TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I was, but um, I was saying, you know, when when my kids are here, we have three people living here, and I think we have seven TV sets. <laughs>
0: but the um, um, but some of the other TVs they have now they have curved TVs with 4K resolution and. They're like like seventy inches. Like, look, I don't need a TV that I can step inside. You know, I screen do. So, 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 so. Well, yeah, I would love to have a TV I could step inside of, but I'm not paying four thousand dollars for it.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. I so said I'd love to get a seventy or eighty inch TV set, but you know what I found when I was a kid growing up, I had you know, we had a nineteen inch TV set, which is was pretty standard at the time. That's what most people had in their living rooms at that time, and it was fine. You know. Then eventually we got to the point where I had to have the 50-inch TV set, which is the biggest set in my house is 50 inches. And when I'm sitting watching it, I don't feel like I'm watching a 50-inch TV. I feel like I'm watching TV the same way I did when I was watching a 19-inch TV, despite the increase in size. And then the other aspect of it is as I get older and older and my glasses prescription gets stronger and stronger, the HD becomes less and less important. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to Terminator Genesis. Uh, did you have any idea what they... What the budget was on this movie? Uh, I, but, but, but I can tell you in a second. No, don't look it up. Uh, oh, oh, you're asking? I'm not me asking to, guess. You to look it up. I'm asking you oh, if you um, are not know, and if you don't know, do you want to guess?
0: Yeah, let me guess. I was, I would say budget like 160 million.
1: That is very, very close. It was on, according to uh, Wikipedia, it was 155 million. Oh, so that was that was a very good guess, unless you're lying to me. No, no, honest. And they also give a worldwide box office on it. Any any kid adventure any guess on that? Worldwide box office? Yes.
0: Uh, hmm. Mm,
1: 600 million? 440.6, which still seems to be pretty decent to me. Hmm. Ex- except apparently the uh domestic gross was 89.7 million. Really? That's it? Yeah, so that's that's a low number, and apparently that made the producers very unhappy. Hmm. So while they had reportedly greenlit two sequels to this movie before it opened, based upon the, uh, the box office, apparently in North America and in China, uh, they weren't happy with the numbers, and they decided to at least... Hold off on the sequels doesn't mean they're not going to make them, but they're not rushing to make them. Um, see, I'm a little confused sometimes. I always heard two and a half times the budget means hit, and if you paid 155 million to make it, that would mean 310 would be two plus another 75, 385. Between 385 and 390 should be enough to make it a hit, but I don't know. I think they may be talking domestically. I'm yeah. not sure if that takes into account the the overseas but uh, income. However, I don't understand why that doesn't count as income. So you know, movie movie making accounting kind of is lost on me a little bit. Mm. But I'm hoping they get around to making a sequel before Arnold gets too old to do it because he was reportedly going to be at least in the next one. Well, they worked that well into this one his age. Yeah, I thought they did a good job with that. I'm gonna read us the synopsis of the plot for this if in case anybody's not familiar with it and this comes from wikipedia in 2029 human resistance leader john connor played by jason clark launches a final offensive against skynet an artificial general intelligence system seeking to eliminate the human race before the resistance wins the offensive skynet activates a time machine and sends back a t-800 terminator to 1984 to kill john's mother sarah connor played by Amelia clark John's right-hand man, Kyle Reese, Jai Courtney, volunteers to travel back in time to protect her. As Kyle floats in the machine's magnetic field, he witnesses John getting attacked by another resistance soldier, played by Matt Smith. He then has visions from his childhood about events in 2017. Upon arrival in 1984, Skynet's T-800 is disabled by Sarah and The Guardian, Arnold Schwarzenegger. A reprogrammed T 800 sent to protect her when she was nine years old. Kyle arrives a short time later and is almost immediately attacked by a T 1000, played by Lee Byung Hun. Sarah and the Guardian join Kyle and destroy the T 1000 using acid. Sarah and the Guardian reveal they have constructed a makeshift time machine similar to Skynet's, and Sarah plans to travel to 1997, the year Skynet becomes self aware. Realizing the timeline has been altered, Kyle is convinced that the future has changed due to the warning he received in his childhood vision. He persuades Sarah to travel to 2017 instead to stop Skynet. In 2017, Kyle and Sarah materialize in the middle of a busy San Francisco highway and are apprehended by city police. While being treated for injuries, Sarah and Kyle learn that Skynet is called Genesis. A A soon-to-be-unveiled global operating system that is being embraced by the public. John Connor appears and rescues Sarah and Kyle, but the Guardian appears and immediately shoots John, revealing that John is an advanced T-3000 Terminator. While Kyle was being sent back through time, a T-5000, Smith, the physical embodiment of Skynet, disguised as a member of the Resistance, attacked John and transformed him into a Terminator. John was tasked with ensuring Cyberdyne's Systems' survival and traveled back in time to assist them with the development of Genesis. Able to escape to a safe house, Sarah, Kyle and the Guardian make final preparations to destroy Cyberdyne's Genesis mainframe. They head towards Cyberdyne's headquarters with a T-3000 in close pursuit. During an airborne chase, the Guardian dive-bombs into the T-3000's helicopter, causing it to crash. The T-3000 survives the crash and enters, Cyberdyne, enters the Cyberdyne complex where it advances the countdown from 13 hours to 15 minutes. Kyle, Sarah, and the Guardian plant bombs at key points in the facility while holding off the T-3000. In a final battle, the Guardian traps the T-3000 in the magnetic field of a prototype time machine. Both are destroyed, but just prior to the explosion, the T-3000 throws the remains of the Guardian into an experimental vat of mimetic polyalloy. Poly- located nearby. Kyle and Sarah reach a bunker beneath the facility and the explosion sets off the bombs, successfully preventing Genesis from coming online. The Guardian appears, upgraded with mimetic polyalloy components similar to that of the T-1000, and helps them find a way out of the debris. The trio travels to Kyle's childhood home where Kyle tells his younger self about Genesis and instructs him to repeat a wa- the warning in a mirror, critical insurance that the events lead, events lead to their arrival in 2017. Sarah, Kyle, and the Guardian drive off into the country. A mid credit scene reveals that the system core of Genesis was located in a protected subterranean chamber and has survived the explosion.
0: Da-da-da. That was a
1: mouthful. Mm. And while it sounds confusing, I did not think when I was viewing this that it felt all that confusing. There were some kind of convenient events that took place, but I did find it fairly easy to follow the plot as it went along. I don't know if everybody would agree with me on that. Yeah, well, I didn't have any problem with this plot either. I
0: mean, and, and the one thing that's left puzzled that you're not sure of is who sent the Guardian back to nine-year-old Sarah and that other Terminator to kill nine-year-old Sarah.
1: Yeah, that's that's kind of left up in the air, and I guess that's something that they planned on you know, establishing in the sequel. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought it was a nice turn of events to have Arnold having been sent back when she was a child was a good way to explain away his age.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that, that although the robotic system doesn't age, the
0: human the skin, skin
1: on the outside does.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, on a whole, I, I just thought this... I, I thought Arnold carried the movie, to be quite frank with you. I, I, I thought... I was disappointed with uh, Amelia Clark. Not that she was bad, but when you compare her on Game of Thrones to this... On that show, she really commands the screen. On this, she was just kind of there. She served a purpose. She wasn't terrible, but she also didn't captivate the audience the way she does on that show. Mm. I or mean, she... I th- I thought she was serviceable as a young Sarah Connor. Yeah, like I said, I didn't think she was bad, but I just you know I didn't find her nearly as uh, as appealing as as I do uh, you know as Daenerys Stormborn. Well,
0: yeah, yeah. She's well, she's a much larger she's a much larger than life character. There. I mean, here she's. I mean, well, the character Sarah Connor's... Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. You Sarah Connor. See, I would have lost it right there. I would have spit that. That that would have been where I broke. I would have just, you know, I, I couldn't have passed that one up. <laughs> but, um, I mean, she was okay. The guy that played Kyle Reese... I, uh,
1: I also thought he was somewhat lacking in charisma. I don't think I've ever... I don't know what he's been in prior to this. Well, why don't we take a look?
0: Uh, let's take a look. Jim, go to the film. Oh, sorry, Kyle Reese was. In... Courtney. Yeah, it's probably action movies. I'm sure. Uh,
1: was... let's see. Insurgent.
0: No, nope, never. Divergent. Seen it. Never seen
1: it. I Frankenstein.
0: Uh, Jack
1: Reacher, which I is a Good movie.
0: I'd kind of like to see that. I Frankenstein. Oh, he
1: played, uh, Bruce Willis's son in a good day to die hard. Hmm. And not a lot was, else. He's got some other credits, but not, the, nothing that jumps out at me. And he will be in Suicide Squad playing Captain Boomerang. Oh. Hmm. He's Australian. Good player. day. Well, that's why he's playing Captain Boomerang.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I mean, Captain Boomerang is supposed to be Australian, so they have so many Australians playing American characters, it's nice to see one playing an Australian character. Well, it's about time. It was an odd choice of Matt Smith as um,
0: the Terminator, the physical embodiment of... Um, Genesis Skynet oh <laughs> cuz that that was uh what see i had that was spoiled before the movie even came out was it that, i had not heard. yeah i had heard that that he was the you know, oh he's the physical embodiment of and i, I was like oh i heard he was going to be in it but i had not heard what role he was playing and yeah he he jumps up and basically infects john connor with basically like the borg from star trek with nanites Or something. I
1: gotta also say Jason Clark I did not think made a good John Connor. Yeah, I
0: didn't feel anything from him. I didn't feel he was just I think he was good as the terminator Connor because he had he had no emotion. He was very flat. And I that, and because of that, I don't know if it's his acting style. I haven't seen him in too many things either. I know he was in the last uh, Planet of the Apes movie. I thought he was pretty good in that. See, I, again, I haven't seen that either. I'm way behind on the Planet of the Apes movies too. Way behind. There's only been two in the reboot. Yeah, I know. I haven't. So seen you haven't I seen haven't, it either. I have not seen all of the first one. I've only seen bits and pieces. I never. You really it gotta catch get on it. this. I never seem to catch it when it's start to finish on. And I don't think it's, I don't know if it's on Hulu or Netflix anymore. So, but I don't know. He just, I I, I didn't buy him as John Connor. He had, I I, I just didn't like him. So I think you are right with your assessment that Arnold kind of carries the film. Although J.K. Simmons, I did like him as the, as the older version of the cop, because that's not in the synopsis. They, 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 they save a policeman back in 1984 (laughs) <laughs> who well, I guess becomes like a conspiracy nut about robots and and, um, and time machines and stuff. Um, He's
1: playing kind of against character a little bit, there, being like kind of a little bumbling. Yes, and, and disrespected by his coworkers and all of that. My first experience with him was when he used to be on the show Oz.
0: Yes, and he was. And he
1: he was a, a what do you call it, an American Nazi.
0: Yeah, he was like one of the leaders of of the white supremacists.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he he. he he always played to my knowledge, a very
0: he always plays a powerful character, and here he's just kind of a joke or yeah. he's treated as a joke by the other the other cops and such, but he is he's kind of pivotal in that he frees uh, Sarah and Kyle, he helps them get out at the hospital, you know gives them some information so um yeah because of his experiences,
1: he immediately believes them
0: right, right. And the guy that played the T-1000, Lee Byung-hoon? Yeah, I'm not familiar with him at all. Oh, I can say that name fine. I can't say Rudy or Rhodey on the other show. <laughs> but um, I got a kind of a... Uh, what was the other guy that played... Uh, Robert Patrick play the other Liquid Terminator? Yes. I kind of got the... He was kind of channeling that... F- in this character a little
1: bit I, I, I thought so too i mean you know he, he again like you mentioned he's playing a character with no emotion right so there's only so much you can do with no emotion <laughs> oh he was storm shadow in gi joe the rise of cobra yes yeah, i know in both of the gi joe movies yes, yes but he uh you know his body movements were similar too though to robert patrick and i, I think that's by design Mm-hmm. I think that was what they wanted it, it to look like. I think they wanted it to bring back memories because Robert Patrick was so threatening in that movie that they wanted guess, to recreate that That I feeling. guess li- Liquid Metal just doesn't know how to run. <laughs> it runs very fast, though.
0: doesn't have the greatest form in the world, but it runs fast. And they did a couple cooler things than they did with the Liquid Metal in, in the past. They made it more... Uh, like, he was a little more sneaky with being able to detach parts of himself to track them. Like, when he flicked... A- I barely even saw him flip a piece of himself, but just like on the hinge of the door when they got away in the armored car after Sarah busts in and does her great scene. That's a play on when he, you know, saves her come with me if you want to live. Yeah. And, um, the, um, the guardian is able to like looking with his scanners can, can see that there's a piece on the door hinge and he blasts the door hinge off. And that, that little pile of liquid metals just sitting in the floor, uh, in the street, and the Terminator, uh, the T 1000, just drives by and casually puts his hand out and scoops it up and puts it, you know, absorbs it back in, into his body. So they kind of did a few n- new things, and they were able to uh, destroy a Terminator in a different way this time, too, with the acid.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that was kind of a cool scene. And then, you know, basically, you take the Terminator that was the total threat in T2. And rather than just go through that again, you, know, you, you, you dispose of him relatively early in the movie. Yeah, he's taken right off the board. And then you, you move on to another threat, which I like. It's not just a repeat of the same thing. You're getting, a, you're getting some familiar concepts, but you're not just getting a retread of the exact movie again. Uh, which, again, we're not going to talk much about the other versions, but I thought that was the biggest failing of uh, Terminator 3, was it was really just an attempt to kind of recreate Terminator 2 and not do it as well mm-hmm
0: yeah yeah I I saw that I saw three in the theater and yeah it wasn't it wasn't as good I mean it had a, some good some good effects and from that movie which uh, I know Arnold had, had paid for the one scene I believe with the fire truck he helped I don't think it was a fire truck it was a crane it was a crane yes it was a scene with the crane he, you know he like gave up part, part of his salary for that to to, to include it in the in the movie, but this is not a
1: Terminator Three that's podcast. True. That oh. is correct. It's not. It's, nor is it a Terminator Genesis podcast. Yes. It's just an episode covering Terminator Genesis. This is true, but uh, I we do
0: need to touch on um, one more um, thing from the original Terminator, and that's when the original T A eight hundred Arnold comes back at the observatory, and in a scene, you know, I really wanted to see Bill Paxton in that scene.
1: That would have been cool. <laughs> but they they. Totally recreated the scene they had a body double and then they used computer graphics to put Arnold's face on the double Brett
0: azar as guardian young Terminator was the uh, was the the guy that they did for the body double I've been waiting for you
1: that was that was an incredible though grafting of uh, of, of scenes to make it look like they were using footage from the first movie when they actually weren't mm-hmm I I thought that was pretty incredible. And, you know, it does take you out of the movie a little bit. Yeah, you're like, whoa, what's... You know, I I do like to immerse myself as much as I can in a movie and in a moment like that where I start, you know, just being uh, appreciative of the special effects does take me out, but I don't mind being taken out for that type of reason. mm -hmm. I I don't find that so bothersome, and and I I just enjoyed that scene very much. And I I, I thought it was cool how quickly they disposed of the T-1000
0: yeah they the t1000 the t800 they're all wiped out and they use the um the cpu from the t8 because they need that to power up their time machine and like you said they're going to go the 1997 which um did you ever watch the tv series yes i did yeah i i didn't catch like the last part of it but i know the basic premise was that they you know because of the the third Terminator movie, she was supposed to die of cancer. So they she time traveled. So she jumped over the time and when she was supposed to die, when Sarah Connor was supposed to be dead, blah blah blah. But um, so here well, you have as to keep we-
1: playing with the timeline, and that's that's the danger of actually assigning years to these things, mm-hmm. especially if the franchise is going to last. I mean, the first Terminator movie was 1984, so we're already <laughs> talking 33 years ago. And if you're going to put dates on things, it, you know, it dates them. <laughs> but yeah. thankfully, with a time travel movie, you can kind of get around that a little bit.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, the only thing that I'm going to have a nitpick, and that's when when Kyle and, and Sarah appear in, in the future, and they get hit by that car. Man, <laughs> that car, they should have
1: seriously messed you him did, up. Man. Yeah,
0: that's it. it was
1: hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I can't argue with it. There there are definitely things where you have to suspend disbelief throughout this movie, and, yeah. and you know when when you think about it hard enough, some of the time travel things don't totally make sense. <laughs> but you know, I, I think sometimes when you're dealing with the time travel movie, you have you have to kind of let it go a little bit because there's always going to be some sort of paradox that's created. But so, yeah, you're right though. Arnold did have all the good lines. You know, where were you? I was stuck in traffic. Uh, you you know from you know, some movies he could have those good lines and they could be painful. Batman and Robin.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah. in the, in this one I thought he was I thought he was effective. I thought he was you know, he was Arnold. You know, and they, they didn't hide his age at all. The one that made me just bust out laughing was when he smashed
0: and his head smashed into the cop car. Get out! And then he smiles at the. Guy. Which
1: which was also kind of a recreation of of T uh, <laughs> two. When, yeah. when Robert Patrick goes into the helicopter, yeah, except without the smile. I've been trying to teach him the
0: smile to blend in, and he's, it's just so painful looking. That smile was great,
1: because they did that with the mugshot too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, that was that was his kind of host, his Hostel Avista baby in this one. Yeah, yeah. So let's see, what else do we have on this one?
0: Um, so Skynet survives. And it was interesting how Skynet was evolving, and, and it had uh, reminded me a little bit of the, um, uh, it's the video game series with the little girl as the Red Queen computer. I, Resident Evil, oh. Resident Evil, where there's a, the computer that runs uh, the Umbrella Corp, the Red Queen, but her avatar is a little girl hologram, and they had the Skynet. You know they had a ten-year-old Skynet, then they had a twelve 12- to fourteen-year-old Skynet, then an eighteen-year-old Skynet, when it was evolving, in the Cyberdyne. Um,
1: oh, and it just kept aging as it went yeah. on.
0: Yeah, yeah, because the countdown would advance and and get quicker as it was evolving. So, what what did you think? Oh, I know um, a scene that I thought was good was the MRI scene with the John Connor ter- Terminator basically when he was trying to step away from it and it was leaving like it was you could see it was pulling bits of them off and they were staying in the air like little by little it was pu- pulling him back to the mri
1: mm-hmm. but yes
0: you know so like he was basically just just his the front of his body was left because he had, it had pulled off so much of it and left all these these like after ghost images as he was walking i I thought that effect was pretty good.
1: You know, you know what he reminded me of in that is, uh, as a kid, did you ever have the screen, like it was like a screen with like a, a bald face on it, and then you have the little magnetic droppings in it, and you use the, the pen, the magnet. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. To, to make a to, to make hair and mustache. So that's, oh, yeah. The, that scene reminded me of like the magnetic droppings. hmm Yep. And then, uh, of course,
0: Arnold was sucked over to the MRI to bonk. <laughs>
1: And put to stick around. Oh, sorry. This movie did not receive good critical reception. Uh, I opened up the Rotten Tomatoes page, and on the tomato meter, it merely got twenty six percent. The average rating was four point seven out of ten, but that's factoring in the uh, that's factoring in two hundred and thirty one reviews. Uh, but the audience score is a little better. They had fifty-five percent positive, and the average rating was three point three out of five.
0: Hmm. Well, so the critics basically said it is a lurching retread that lacks the thematic depth, conceptual intelligence, or visual thrills that launched this once mighty franchise. I
1: don't know. I thought it had some, you uh, some some good effects, some thrills. Yeah. I thought the effects were good. I thought the story was enjoyable. Yeah, it may not have the same impact as T two did, or T or the first Terminator. It, it, the first two in the franchise, I think, are are far superior. But well, one look. But I think it's the next best one. Well, who who was the director of James uh, Cameron?
0: Well, no, 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 of this.
1: Of this, uh, i going back to the director was Alan Taylor. No. alan taylor has also directed let's see i'm looking up to thor the dark world mm. numerous episodes of game of thrones really mm. some Mad Men, some sopranos deadwood oh so it's mostly tv stuff up until this up until t- thor dark world oh lost
0: deadwood Carnival, sex in the city
1: so now i think thor the dark world is somewhat underrated by reviews as well uh and I certainly didn't really have any problem with the direction in either movie.
0: Well, I mean, I guess, um, hmm. you know, because looking at those two movies, like Thor the Dark World was not received well with the critics. But yet I, I had no major problems with it. I think, I think again, there was certain people like in Thor the Dark World that just were not utilized properly. Um, mainly, um, what's his name, as Malik. Yeah, I, I thought he could have been used to a greater effect. And whereas in this movie I think Arnold was used to a good effect. I don't
1: think the other people were. I put that more on the casting than on the direction though. Mm. And maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe I'm not looking at it correctly, but I I, I just don't think they did a great job of casting the roles. I, I think, you know, you look at it and you, you look at Kyle Reese and you think, Wow, Michael Bean was so much better in that role. I apologize to uh, Jay Courtney. To, no, well, Giant. to Amelia Clark, but oh. I also think Linda Linda Hamilton was much better in the role. Mm. So you know, you're bringing in, in my opinion, people who came off. They aren't necessarily lesser actors.
0: Well, Linda so,
1: Hamilton, especially in the second one, had a
0: harder edge to her. She looks and more, you would you would expect
1: and would Amelia expect Clark the Sarah had, Connor character to have that hard edge if she's been raised by a Terminator exactly and she still looked too uh, soft let's say for soft, lack of uh, but soft not not in like soft in an out of shape way soft no 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 as,
0: I mean just just she 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 didn't have the hardened edge to her like if she as I didn't I don't know I didn't really buy her as as. I thought she looked the part, but I didn't really, I didn't feel her as Sarah Connor. I mean, she would be better for the Sarah Connor in the first Terminator, but not as the Sarah Connor, like in this movie, she should be at the Sarah Connor level of Terminator two, but she's not, I don't, I don't get that. She doesn't pull that off. She could pull off the young Sarah Connor going, ah, oh, what's
1: going on? I'm so, oh my God. But I, I don't know. So on, on a whole, I would say, you know, the movie has flaws. Right. I think there's some issues with the casting, and I do think there are some writing issues where they could have given Sarah. I think some of the bickering between Sarah and Reese comes off a little hollow. Does they don't seem to have the chemistry that you're looking for? Yeah. Which, which Michael Bean and Linda Hamilton did in the first movie. Well, but also
0: her character now, because she's been told that this is what she's going to do. She's actually, I, they're not really s- supposed to have chemistry. She's fighting that chemistry. Yeah,
1: but she's fighting it, but it's supposed to be there. She's supposed to be resisting the chemistry, but there doesn't seem to be any. Mm. So uh, I'm going to give you my Jaws scale. I have to to explain this each time because it doesn't really correspond with the actual movies. So in other words, the the reviews you're giving, the ratings you're giving them don't necessarily have to mean that they're equivalents of those movies. For example, Jaws, I think is the easiest one. A classic movie, end of story. So we rate these like Jaws 1, 2, 3, and 4? Yeah, or four. yeah. Uh, Jaws okay, 2, while I don't feel the the actual Jaws movie lives up to this level, the definition we're giving it for here is very solid, a few flaws, but still a really, really good movie. Jaws 3, and again, I don't think Jaws 3 lived up to this because I think Jaws 3 was a horrible movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as our rating system, is a good movie. Enjoyable, but nothing you know, nothing to write home about. And then Jaws 4 is a bomb unwatchable. Hmm. So on the Jaws scale, what do you think of Terminator Genesis? Well,
0: okay. Well, I've got, I'm of two, two minds on this. If you are a fan of the mythology and have seen the other movies, I think this is a Jaws 2 movie. If you are not familiar with this universe or
1: what's going on, this would be a Jaws 3 movie. Does that make sense? You know, it makes so much sense that I totally agree with you. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think this is a movie because it's the fifth movie. I, I think you've got to be
0: plugged into it to get more out of it.
1: Now, in fairness, I think you only have to be a fan of of Terminator and Terminator 2. I don't think you even have to have seen Terminator 3 or Terminator Salvation. Yeah, 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 you don't have, yeah. The... But if you if, if you have not seen Terminator and Terminator 2, I don't think you can get the right level of enjoyment out of this. No. So therefore, the, you know, your, your rating is based on... You know, if if you are familiar with them or if you're not. And I, I kind of agree with that.
0: Yeah, because if I went into this not having seen the other movies, it wouldn't mean as much to me. I'd be kind of confused, like, okay, well, that's interesting. Oh, so there's a younger – oh, look, they did the, spe- the special effects to make them look young. Oh, that's cool. But it's like,
1: oh, my God, that's so, – uh, yeah. So that's the fanboy bumps it up a level. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's not a classic by any stretch. But I, th- I, you know, as a fan of the franchise, I found it to be a solid, very enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. And that is our second episode of Is It Jaws? Is it Jaws that I'm thinking of? Is it Jaws that at this point, I've been thinking of? I still don't know what frequency these episodes are coming out at, but I'm going you know, to try and get them done and I hope people enjoy them. Uh, at some point I'll set up an email address and people can, uh, can write in and give their opinions on the movies that we cover. So, join us next week when we cover some of the movie and ask, so, Is it Jaws? So, you're not going to use my uh, White Snake, Is It Jaws, as your official theme? No, but I will leave it in this episode.
0: Yay! Bye!
1: Have a good night, everyone.
0: I'll be back.